Okay, so we're live um, for episode two. Episode two. Yeah, so I think um, uh, I want to make like some some intro at some point and, what, and all that stuff. But yeah. for right now, it's consistency, man. Consist staying alive is the name of the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we have a title, right? We yeah. The title that we have. Yeah. Okay, so we're live. The title for our show it's. I mean, our podcast is uh, rolling, rolling the ball. Yeah. With Lalo and Beto. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that's that's our title. Um, I wanted to quickly point out something that um, uh, that I was given. I was given a little feedback about the first episode. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's actually an interesting thing. So you know how we we asked each other, oh, what it what it. First off, we kind of didn't mention that this is going to be a, a, a soccer football thing, um, ah. right? So that's the first thing. So this is about, you know, it's going to be about, uh, uh, you know, soccer, to say it over here in the U.S., around the world, it's football. Um, focusing, you know, on whatever is the topics that we want to talk, as well as what they said was, what is it about the game that attracts us to the game they asked me that like why if we can give an answer an answer to that question you know how did we come across to be fans of soccer and stuff mm. you know mm-hmm. which i think it's a, it's a good question because if you're doing a podcast about soccer football then why are you doing it why does it why do you care about it right what mm-hmm. is it that interests you about it so that's the first thing. That's one thing I wanted to say, just to, right, to to get to get started for today. I guess I thought it would be clear, but I guess not. Some people, um, yeah. But whatever. I guess, uh, yeah. Like for ex- like for example, I guess what they said: Why soccer? Why not basketball or football or or baseball? Oh. What's what you know? What what is it about the sport that dri- that dri- that drives us into the sport? That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, hmm. I mean, aside from like, you know, growing up with it and our parents, you know, because we're both, you know, we're both Latinos, we both come from uh, Mexican families. Soccer is a big, it's like ingrained in the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't make it clear last episode, uh, Lalo's family is Cruz Azul. Uh, my family's at uh, Club America. Um, nobody likes Chivas here, so that's good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's why, you know, like my example is, I'll give you this. I talked to a, a nice coworker once and, and they asked me like, you know, they saw that I was like following some, um, some of the Premier League games and they're like, oh, I watch the soccer. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, what is it about soccer that you like? And I was like, uh, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. I just. I just yeah. like sport. I, I grew up with it. So, but after you asked me, you know, I really thought about it, and I was like, you know, the thing about soccer is, it's a, uh, it's like the multiple levels that come with playing the sport. Mm. You know, whether it be uh, the individuality of the player, right, and then the composition of the team. Right, and then we're talking about tactics. You know, whether you want to play super defensive, you know, parking the bus, or super offensive, you know, with like total football. 
Yeah. Um, there's so much differentiating different um, differences that come into the game that not one single team can be the same and also not one single player can be similar. Mm-hmm. You can have similar traits, but you get like this whole whirlwind of like different things all together. And I always I always say like, you know, soccer to me it's like it's a little like chess where it's about waiting for the right time, finding the right moves, finding the right moment to take advantage of your opponent and beating them. Um, like other sports, you know, you get in other sports, let's say like basketball and um, football, American football, you kind of practice the place. Mm-hmm. So you kind of practice where to run, how to do the zigzag, whatever and all that stuff. Here, you also do the same thing when it comes to training. But when it comes to the game, like it's it, it becomes more of a, let's see what happens out there. You can play the game perfectly well, everything the night before, but during the during that next match day, like everything can go wrong. Everything that can go wrong, can go wrong, will go wrong. Everything that can go right, can go right and will go right. And it just, it's like a, it's an unexpected. Right. The unexpected part about the, the sport that it's to me, it's fascinating. And then, like I said, the individuality of a player, um, how one player can completely switch the game or the composition of a team, how one team can be better than the greatest player. It's just, to me, that's what attracts me to the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so um, I have some similar overlaps for that. I, there, there's, there's, I think it's, a, it's definitely like a multifaceted answer. Um, which can go in various directions, right? Like, like for example, I think as players, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what the answer. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think you can appreciate sport as much as if you didn't play it? Um, like, I think I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I have to think about it because I think I think you could be a, as big of a fan. I'm not sure if you appreciate it as much. Yeah. Um, just just because like once you've been in, you know, you're never going to be in a high in a similar position, but you know, kind of, you appreciate what it takes to kind of do certain runs or plays or, you know, yeah, one one or whatever. Um, but I think, I think, I guess it's, it's one of the first reasons is for me is entertainment. Um, and the other reason that for me is, it's entertaining and there's something draw that draws me to the kind of like the, the ability to predict an outcome or, or, or uh, yeah, to predict an outcome because you kind of have like the system that seems that has a lot of, a lot of these variables um, and being able to kind of like understand those variables and then being able to test them out or kind of make a theory and then see how it plays out in the real game is very um, uh, captivating and it could be very addicting too. So if you think a player is shit, you know, for example, then you see the next three or four games if, to test out that theory or if a player's overrated or if this manager's overrated or if the system sucks or if this doesn't hold or, and then especially, or even like kind of like you said in the um, uh, what do you call it? 
in like the results that you don't expect it, right? The unexpected results. Mm-hmm. Um, like, can you can you can you predict that, or why did it happen? That's mm-hmm. kind of like that that level of analysis is something that draws me to this specifically. Um, and why not other sports? Uh, I don't. They're just not entertaining. I do see why people kind of say that soccer is boring when um, that nothing happens. And I can see that in certain instances, in certain matches or leagues or whatever. But overall, like I don't kind of don't feel that because when you kind of understand the level, when you understand the game, there's it's like it's like kind of like running water, and a lot is happening underneath. Even though nothing's, it doesn't seem like anything's happening at the top. Yeah. Um, so, and that's something that's been growing within the last couple of years, um, as opposed to when I was younger, when I was just watch to watch. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was a that was a good question. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, that's one of the things you know that like a lot of people, and again, I got a couple of, of friends that you know checked out the podcast and they're like, we don't know anything about soccer, but we're just going to check it out. And and there's a thing is that when they don't know about it, they, they question you like, what is it about the sport that, you know, attracts you to it? What is it about the sport that, you know, that you, you know, you choose to do something like this. And it's, it's that it's, it's, it's the multiple things that, that are like beyond our control and can drastically change us, uh, drastically change a game. Yeah. Um, which, if you don't mind me, we can switch to the whole Liverpool um, Liverpool Leeds game, which is one of the first big games of the season. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to add one more thing. I, okay. Which is controversial because for me, soccer is everything. But I do think that from all the sports, soccer is probably one of the, mo- the the one that marries athleticism and technique the most. Yeah. Um, well, definitely. Maybe tennis, but but like in terms of a team. Um, yeah. I think catching a football is yeah. There's certain techniques, but I don't know. Yeah. Not everybody throws a football, for example, and yeah. everybody has to go pass the way you curl it, like um, the weight of the pass, the timing, the location, the space. Yeah. Your decision making at that moment. There's it's all these like again variables. Um, plus, we're talking about we're talking about doing a a movement with something that you know we're comfortable with, which is like a hand throw. Yeah. Right, compared to like a like that perfect weighted pass with the ball with right. your feet, yeah. you know, that takes a lot of practice. Being able to curve it, exactly. You know, being able to do, just manipulate the ball whatever way you want it to to go or whatever uh, you know whatever spin you want it to carry. Like that's those are things that you need to practice, practice, practice to learn. Now we're not saying that you don't have to practice when you're playing football or basketball, right? Um, Merely, we're saying that if you're going for something that comes naturally to you already with the hand compared to that something that doesn't with your feet, it's a lot harder when it comes to the feet, you know. Um, yeah, and you're also not curling the yeah. basketball. Now, again, um, we're not we're not take, we're not taking away from the other sports, you know. Uh, I saw the that the last stand. Um, what's it called? The documentary about Michael you know, Jordan, the Red Bulls. And it made me appreciate the sport a little more. I was not, I've never really been a big fan of uh, um, basketball, you know, yeah. but, you know, it made me appreciate it more. It made me see the, the athleticism and the, the other technical part of the game as well. 
Um, but to me, still, soccer is like the, the one that's, like you said, it's, it, has, it has more mixed of the, you know, athleticism as well as technicality of it. Yeah. And, you know, that's why it's, it's the sport that I love. It's a sport that so many millions of people around the world do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you wanted to – let's – you want to get into Liverpool leads. So what, what were your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, so remember I, how I said our first episode – I was like, yeah. I'm really looking forward to Leeds because yeah. it's Bielsa, you know, it's weird, you know, or at least the people that follow, that he plays to win. And what that means is that he's going to attack. Yeah. And I said it, it's going to be a very high-scoring game. And I was, as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, this game can end like at 3-3, 4-3, or yeah. it can end like at 7-0 because that's how open both teams were, right? Right. And so when Liverpool scored, I was like, okay, they scored penalty. Um, and then just you would think other teams would start backing off, trying to be a little more defensive, like or get scared and everything. But this and this this team didn't. They went for it. They went and attacked. And I mean, they kept tying. They kept tying the game. And as much as you, when you're watching the game, you hear the commentator saying like, oh, you know, Liverpool is just too much. Uh, for leads and everything. But it goes again with what I'm saying right now. Sometimes yeah. the team is better than the individuals. And even though you might say Liverpool has some much better players, the team itself leads the team. It's perfor- per- performing, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, defensively, um, because they're going so they go forward so much, they're they're gonna be prone to the to the counterattacks. And then especially when we're talking about, you know, Salan and and um Mane and their speed. Um, but it was just it was just an incredible game, very incredible game. Four three. I don't think they deserve to lose, uh, but that's that's how the, that's how the game works, right? So you, whoever scores the most goal wins. And unfortunately for this round, it was uh, Liverpool. Yeah, that that this game is has ha, it, I think it opens a can of questions. Um, uh, like it it, it could have been either it could have gone either way. I think. Um, and it's very unfortunate, you know. We we're talking about the handball thing, and like the first, so the first penalty was a handball on the defender, Leeds defender, mm-hmm. and I, I think it was rightly called. I don't, I don't see why in that area is dangerous. You, you need to have your hand up like like that in that instance. Yeah. Um. And then so okay, so two of the goals were penalties, right? And mm-hmm. you can argue that they were stupid penalties. They weren't. They weren't like. He's about to score. He's about to go one on one, or he's about to score. I need to slide tackle him, or like, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about like stupid, stupid mistakes. Um, and so, on, on the on the flip side, uh, Liverpool also had like stupid, stupid mistakes. Um, they look like, like the a champion that's that you know winning the championship is what did it to them. You know, it's like the ultimate. Like by winning, they actually lost. Type of cliched situation I, I felt like this aura of arrogance from Salah and uh, what's his name uh, Mane and that whenever they would miss a chance they would just be smiling constantly and, and it didn't seem like they were actually taking it too seriously I mean I'm sure they are they're professionals but um, yeah they seem very complacent and there was one there was one play where a left uh, one of their left forwards I think it was their first goal he beat out like he beat out two defenders he he managed to get a shot past one defender, and then he still beat, beat Allison. 
you know, those are four players out of a 11 player team. Oh, the Leeds goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're not talking about like a world, like a world renowned striker or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And in that particular goal, and the other goals, yes, but in that particular goal, you're, you're talking about one guy beating a bunch of people and stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're a Liverpool fan, like, that, that, that does not bode well for you. That does yeah. not bode well for the season. Um, I don't know if the question is, do they come back from that? And I guess that's a question. Like, do you think that they'll, they'll come back from this? Do you think this other season goes? Do you, or do you think that this is just a fucking, like, oh, shit, we got to get our shit together, and then they, they compete back to a normal level? No, I, I think this is still this is still evidence of like uh, how I said last season. Everything just was going their way. Yeah. Um. And you know, in this game, in the end, it still went their way, which is you right. know, uh, good for them. They won the three points. But the 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 player you're talking about, if I remember correctly. I think the player is Jack, like Harrison, and I and I was hearing that he played at the, he actually played at the New York City FC. On yeah. loan from Manchester City, so right. he's, a Man- he's a Man City player, um, which for me was like, okay, that's that's a that's that's a that's kind of good to hear for the MLS because it means that maybe they are doing some work in terms of being able to build, um, you know, a a, a player's um, ability, even if it's not as much, but it's it's something because he went into you know to this lead team. Which playing the championship and they won and now he played against Liverpool. And that, that play, that run was awesome. Like I saw it, you know, like it, how he landed in his chest. It got away from him and he still touched it with his leg. And he managed to think about, you know, sidestepping uh, Alexander Arnold because he saw how he moved moved in to go around him and then go around like, you know, it was I think Mati or Joe Gomez, I forgot which one it was. Yep. And then, you know, he scored like right at the corner. Uh, where Allison uh, couldn't reach it. Now I read that maybe Allison fucked up too because he he should have caught that that ball well and everything. But I mean the way that the, the play was running, uh, Allison had to not, not only protect that corner, but the big gap being opened on the left. So um, in terms of goalkeeping, I don't know if you can just say that oh Allison was uh, could have done something more because he was not only protecting that corner, he was also trying to protect the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but that showed again the weakness of what Liverpool is. Um, their strength is when they're attacking because they don't need to defend. Uh, but when they had to defend, you you can tell how um, how much more improvement they need, how much more Trent needs, you know, how much more uh, uh, maybe Andy Robert, Robertson needs. And it's funny because it reminds me of players where <laughs> that, players that know that can run quick. Which is awesome. That's good to be in the sport, but then there's certain players that run quick and they just run like headless chickens. And I think that's a, that's part of what what those de- the defensive players are when it comes to de- defense need to improve. It's that you can run quick. That's good, but it's not just about that. It's can you read the player to make sure you cut their angles? Can you read the player to make sure that they're going the direction you want to, or hold them off at least so you get that support? And you know. Like I said, Arnold was uh, Trent Arnold. Um, again, Arnold was showed off right there that he's he still needs to improve a lot when it comes to defending. Yeah, I mean that that was that's very. I think out of both of those guys, uh, the, what's his name, the other guy, um, fucking Robertson. 
Alex Arnold is like the the weak the weaker one in defending. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised more teams don't try and just engage on a one on one with him. If I were, yeah. I'd be like just just do a one on one. And I've seen it throughout last last season. Yeah. Um, people just walk like they when that situation happens, they just walk by. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this 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 is a this was a very uh, interesting game. We'll see what happens. They face Fulham next this this week. They do. I thought it was Chelsea. Uh, and then no, uh, Leeds. Sorry. Oh, okay. And then and then and then Liverpool uh, faces uh, Chelsea. So yeah. what do you think? What do you think about that? Like, oh, it's gonna be see last season when they played against Chelsea. All yeah. the games were very 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 close. Most of them, yeah. I think, Liverpool ended up winning them. Yeah. Um, except one. Yeah. Um, but they're very, very close games. And it's for the same reason, which, which is interesting because this is why Chelsea loses. Because Chelsea is all about attacking mm-hmm. going forward. And like I said in your previous episode, uh, their attack is very chaotic. That they're just going in to go forward and attack. And at least if their defense open. Now, if they continue to play like that, and I will say, uh, I saw uh, this previous game, Timo Werner adds a lot to this team. Yeah. Uh, I can hold the ball. The guy can move well, and he's fucking quick. I mean, this guy just saw um, the one of his teammates get the ball and started running like Naruto's, getting there all the way to the front. You know, like I was like, damn, this guy is really quick. Um, uh, I think that's going to be a problem when it comes to for for Liverpool because it's going to force you know. Uh, both center backs to be to be cautious about him. He can play really well behind the defender, but also maybe try to force uh, the fullbacks to have to play defensively. And I just was hoping, hopefully, with you know Christian Pulisic coming in again, if he does play this week, this week, uh, put put quick wingers, yeah, on the side, um, and then put Timo in the in the middle, and you know you're gonna have a very very. Uh, Again, a close game. You're gonna have one of these like Leeds versus Liverpool game. Yeah, he's he's still a doubt yeah. as of a day ago. Um, if he if he does come back, he'll probably play a couple minutes. I don't see him, which sucks. But yeah, I don't know. That that's gonna be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you think wins? For that, uh, I'm gonna say this is probably gonna be the first upset, and Chelsea is gonna take it. Yeah, I think they're playing at a Stamford Bridge. Yeah, so it'll be Chelsea. I mean, yeah. right now without fans, I don't think it you people really feel it. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just an open stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Chelsea is going to surprise and they're going to be Liverpool, which is not a surprise, honestly. Um, again, because like the way that they played last season and the way that I saw them play uh, this weekend. Um, but you know, to beat Liverpool, it's apparently it's a it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess. That would be a surprise. That would be the aspect of a surprise. But I think Chelsea take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I saw that. I, I don't remember these highlights. I saw the highlights for Brighton and Chelsea, so I can't really say. Um, but I think Liverpool edges. If, if, if Liverpool doesn't win, though, I think that that's the way their season goes. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah I don't think they come back. I, don't, I think they'll be winning and losing here and there. And, Mm-hmm. You know, it's it'll be interesting. I wish I had just like a magic way to. I mean, yeah, it's called Google, but just to see, uh, did he ever win? Uh, Klopp, did he ever win the German league? 
The Bundesliga? Yeah, he won it twice. Yeah. Did he uh, win it back to back or just uh Yeah, it was yeah. back to back. Okay. So at least he has consistency. Yeah. Um but yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like can he can he keep this team motivated? Can he keep them wanting to, you know, give it their hundred percent? Because from what we saw in the first game is some of these players are already signed to slack. Some of these players, like you said, they're starting to feel a little overconfident. Yeah. Where they miss, they're smiling instead of, you know, kind of yeah. bumping at themselves or something. Um, that's overconfidence. That's them thinking that I'll get another chance. I'll get another shot. And, you know, and there's some games that they're not going to get another shot. Um, so they can't start doing that. Right. And then likewise, too, it's one season already where uh, I think most other teams improved or they kind of figured out Liverpool a little more. So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a, um, a little bit harder for them to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit harder for them to play the way they're playing. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Liverpool also hasn't faced the injury dilemma, right, where they lose like two or three of their players. I mean, they don't – I don't know if they have that much of a deep squad. Like, I think maybe they rotate one or two of the midfield players, but that's it. Like, um, yeah, so if that happens, it's just, it's just – I don't know. I, I really don't see it. Um, yeah, especially – I don't know these guys' goals. I don't know if they're trying to compete. Like, they're trying to win two trophies or they – say, they say they want to win all of them, but I don't think they, they – I think they realistically know they can't. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so something else exciting that happened that weekend was the Tottenham Everton game, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what 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 happened, man? Well, what do you think? Tottenham just wasn't just wasn't there. They were slow. I was pretty surprised, you know. Like um, again, when I when I when and dude, wait, wait, wait. let me tell you, let me tell you something really quick. I was watching, so I don't have any cable or shit, right? I mean, I do, but like, I don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, wa- I watched it on ESPN in Spanish, mm-hmm. and they were just like on Hamas's like side. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Isn't that, isn't that how it usually goes when, uh, with those channels? Yeah, Ham- Hamas. If you watch uh, Telemundo, I remember um, there's like a Mexican player. That's all they talk about, dude. Even if they're not doing anything, but you take it on the bench, like all right, cool. <laughs> dude. Or when when Barca played the final with Man U, and then Chicharito was there, they, you, you would see the billboards of Messi and then Chicharito next to yeah. it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, that's a that's the promotion part, right? Yeah. Um, and so, what what do you think? Um, yeah, it was just uh, they were just not quick enough. Um, I think I think I saw they were defensively they were decent. Um, but it's just like you know. I think what what Maria's trying to do is the counterattacking style that he had, kind of like with the Real Madrid squad. Yeah. Um, you know, be aggressive going forward, but then also keep the possession uh, and the discipline, mm-hmm. and that's what's missing. That discipline is missing. Um, and yeah, they, you know, they lost by one. Uh, I don't know how they they left the guy open. Like he literally went between. Uh, like a little space like this, they're like, how the hell did they leave him open? And that's how he scored the goal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty shocking. But other than that, you know, it ended, it ended zero one. Um, 
Not the best game. Not the best game that they had, but for the way that they played to just lose one zero, I think uh, it was good for them. Slow progress. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ali doesn't. I always thought he was like so overrated, and it's just like it's just it's just showing the same thing. Like like, what what is it about the guy? You know, like he needs to show show up more, like do more. Like it's just I don't know. It's, he's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why why people are so all on him, but you know, I, I, he doesn't. To me, he's not the game changing type of player that people think that he can be or he should be. Yeah. Um, I think he's decent, but this game was like, what, what, what was he doing? I, I didn't see him at all. I mean, look, like they were saying that, um, well, the commentators were saying that the game actually became shittier when they took that guy out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think he's overrated, but I only saw half of the game, the, the second half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't see any creativity. I didn't. I didn't even know Harry Kane was there until like way later. I was like, like, oh shit, this motherfucker's in. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's a little worrisome for them um, if they want to do well, right? Yeah. This, this is a ton. This is a team that has the players to do well, yeah. has the manager to do well, the money, oh. um, and Everton is like a what a mid to high table, like mid table team. Yeah. Um, but they look good. Everton looks good. Yeah, I like, did. Oh. Uh, and that's what, and you know, like what what you said about Hamas, um, and how like you were watching it, and they were like, "I love his," you know. Yeah. Is is whatever you want to say. I watched the game, and honestly, he was playing really good. He was he was playing with confidence. He was moving the ball around. He wanted the ball. He he was daring. He tried passing it forward. He took shots. Yeah. Um, he added a dimension, an extra dimension to to the Everton team that was missing last season. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I thought for that game, like, he was one of the best players uh, out there. Um, and I think the interesting part is that because he's there now, uh, it should give more liberty and freedom for, you know, Richarlison. Yeah. Um, because now it's like somebody else that we need to start covering. Um and yeah, Richardson. I saw him. He he was going in a bit. He was uh, had some shots that he couldn't finish and convert. But it's going to be inter- Everton. I mean, you said it in the first episode. Uh, I didn't think much about it, but from what I saw, it, that's a team to watch. That's going to be a team that uh, might not make. The, I don't think it's going to make the top four, but will be a deciding factor for it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. For sure. Know, um, I can see them definitely doing top six. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an interesting team to watch. They bought this player, Allen. Don't know much about him. I know they bought him with a, when a Ancelotti was a um, coach over there. And, you know, he brought him now to Everton. And that guy was playing pretty good, too, for a defensive midfielder. Yeah, Rich, I, I saw a lot of improvement from Richarlison. Again, like him and, and Saha are like, they're like in that same group of players that are, they can be good. Um, last season I liked uh, Richarlison more than Saha. Mm-hmm. R- R- Richarlison just needs that finish, man. He needs that finish. He had that a, a, a good chance where he where he went behind a defender, I think, and then beat the goalkeeper. And he could have squared it or passed it to what's his name, Calvin Lewis, Cal- Calvert Lewis. 
but he fucking tried to shoot it and he missed. Yeah, that was like a that was just like a pass it to him and pretty much it would have been a goal for sure. Like yeah, a, um, so yeah, I mean th- th- it's gonna be one of those teams like Wolves and Sheffield Sheffield United. We'll see if they if they continue that. Um, there's always you know before like a couple of seasons, there's always that one team that like is in a big from the top six or whatever that always like gives you dangers and Wolves has managed that for the last two seasons I think. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So so we'll that'll be a int- very interesting team to watch um, this season. But then and then the last one that you wanted to talk about was Chelsea, right? Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, right. That I I blanked out. I don't remember what happened. No mm-hmm, worries. Um, um, I I wish I, I I like I like Timo. I've liked Timo Warner for a long time now. Um, I wanted him to be at Barca at some point, um, <laughs> just because he was so cold. With uh, I think the first time I I remember him was from the, from the um. I can't even remember. It was like an international tournament where they played Mexico for the for, and they just like slaughtered them. Federations Cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was just so cold, man. With that, like, with that, with that sick ass Marco Fabiano. Yeah. Remember that was a pretty sick goal. He shot it from like you know, almost halfway distance, and he scored it in. Yeah, like why did they just put him in? Nah. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say, but yeah. Like I, I, the the coldness that he has is, is fucking crazy. Like you know, and yeah. I, I was surprised that nobody nobody was like getting onto this kid. But now I guess Chelsea got him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So what what did you think about the game? Um, it was an interesting game. Uh, kind of disappointed that Pulisic didn't play, but um, you know, uh, it was a, it was a decent game. Um, again, for Chelsea, you got you saw again that they that the defense is just something that's gonna it, if it's not improved on there, that's what's going to cost him from being able to hit top four or you know even challenge for the for the Premier League. Um, Brighton was really good defensively. They have a really good um, composure um, and positional play, which is what made you know Chelsea have a hard time being able to score. Now the game was one three one, but uh, I think for the way that, they, that the team played, the way Brighton played, I don't think they deserve to lose like that. Then again, it's the game. You know, you score when you score. Um, Timo Werner, like I mentioned earlier, man is fucking fast. He's just running like the road running. He's just going in. It was it was incredible. You know, people the 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 rest of the players were getting the ball. And he was just doing the runs perfectly, perfectly mm-hmm. well. Um, lost his chick. I didn't see him doing much. I know that they said he got the chance as soon as um, Pulisic got injured. But there was nothing really much about him. There was a there was a a play where it was him, uh, one of the Brighton defenders, and Timo Warner was uh, to the left, and all he had to do was pass to the front, and he took one or two touches too much. When he tried crossing it, the defender was able to read it well. Mm. If not, it would have just been open for uh, Warner. And then um, Mason Mount, like I said before, uh, uh, I think he's a, he's an okay player. The thing about him that I could see why. Frank Lampard is really big, big and fond of him is because the guy presses. To me, he's a, you know, I was reading that uh, Barcelona wants to buy a uh, Georgie Noel. What's his name? Um, from uh, Liverpool. Oh, uh, Ginny Wijnaldum. Uh, yeah, Wijnaldum. Uh, and I, in my head, I'm like, 
why does Coleman want this player? But because when you see him play, he might not be the best player, but the man runs, the man presses, the man hustles. Yeah. Um, he's younger than Arturo Vidal, so he would be able to do more work. And I feel like that's what Mason Mount is for uh, for Chelsea. Uh, he he runs, he presses, he he's trying to win the ball all the time. Um, still has to make better options or choices for when he wants to give the ball. Sometimes he does uh, uh, the wrong choice. Um, but yeah, that's why I can see why he's a big fan. Now, the other new guy that was into the team um, in this game was Havertz. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, he just didn't have it. It wasn't his day. You know, and, and they were like, and I was really, it was funny because after the game, people were like, oh, is he going to be a flop? And then all these other things. And all I thought about was like, um, uh, Lampard just gave the interview talking about why, where he shared why he didn't want to give Pulisic all the games right away because he wanted to bring him in slowly to keep his confidence up, you know, slowly and get him integrated into the game because Premier League is something different to the Bundesliga. And I think he's going to have to do that with Havertz. Um, as good as he is, um, as good as he was in, in, in Germany, uh, the pace of the game and the physicality, I think it's something that he needs to get used to in the Premier League. So he's going to have to slowly be integrated into the team. Um, right. That said, I think um, if given the right amount of time, he will be a success in the team. Um, and so, so, you know, it was one bad game. Um, it's okay. I think he just keep his head up, keep going. Um, and it was funny. There was a play where he had the ball, and this is this summed up his game. He had the ball, and he wanted to curl it um, to to the other side of the field with a little curve going to the forward. And this guy ended up hitting it back, and it went out. And it, was, it, it sucks because, like again, you can tell what he wanted to do. It just didn't come out, and it, it's unfortunate. And in there, and I just read the commentators were like, "Oh my word!" You know, like, like, "Oh, how does why the fuck, how did he do that and everything?" Yeah. But it's part of the game, you know. Like, it's unfortunate because they are professionals. We kind of expect them to, and I'm pretty sure the teams expect them to be perfect all the time. But um, maybe it was just the nerves of the game. Maybe it's just he was just feeling the pressure of the of the moment. Um, yeah, but I think it's just first the first game. Uh, I think. Uh, just needs to be properly put into the team. Yeah. Um, and he's going to do good. Now, I will say for Brighton, um, don't really know much about the players, honestly, except for Lalana, because I know he used to play with Liverpool. Um, but I was I was listening to them saying that uh, this kid, uh, Lamptey, yeah. uh, who was playing on, the, on as a right wing back in the 3-5-2 system, uh, he was a Chelsea player. And he played with Chelsea last season, and they thought he was going to stay, and all of a sudden they sold him. So now he's uh, with Brighton. And the guy was playing. He was beasting it. He was uh, he was giving uh, Marcos Alonso and, and Zuma a hard time. Like, I, I was thinking to myself, if it was between him and, you know, Reese James, I don't know why they kept James. You know, he did score an awesome goal. But Lamptey was, like, very good with the ball. Uh, he didn't feel the pressure when he was getting pressured. He tried to stay composed and everything. He passes the ball good, you know, whether it be short or long distance. Uh, he knows how to read the, the plays, does good, really good runs going forward. And defensively, he's, like, there. He's tackling, he's running, he's pressing. Um, who knows? Maybe I think that was a mistake for Chelsea to sell him. Um, but, you know, and again, it's like I think maybe Lampard saw 
something in James than he did in Atlanta, so he sold him. But that guy was very, very impressive to me. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that guy, the uh, James guy. Uh, he's the guy who's yeah, the guy who scored like bad, like crazy ass goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to click, and I don't. I see them selling him at some point. Um, yeah. But. Uh, just, just that whole defensive line, um, uh, Zuma, Christensen, and James. Uh, you know, Alonso is good going forward. If you if you put a system like a three five two, yeah, where Conte used to play, yeah, um, the guy's a beast. Uh, yeah. He's and it reminds me of like, um, you know, Trent, you know, or or Andy Robertson, where it's like you get them going forward, they do the crosses, do the passes, like they're. You would say, oh, that's a world class fullback or wingback, whatever. But because you know Lampard pushes him to be more defensively and focus more on his defensive skills, it shows. It shows that the defensive aspect of his game is in his strength. Um, and that whole backline is just it's 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 a if that backline plays against um, Liverpool, I mean that's that's what I'm telling you that you might write we write Liverpool might like take it just because that backline is very, very uh, weak. Right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. good thing we're not Chelsea fans, man. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure they know I, I'm sure they know as well. You know, we all know kind of our weaknesses of our first I mean, I'm, teams. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's why, uh, you know, uh, Lampard took the risk and got uh, uh, Thiago Silva, you know, even though he has that age. He's hoping that, uh, that the experience, that experience that he has uh, can form into leadership and that leadership can be able to guide that defensive line. Did he play? No, was... he didn't. No? I think it was because, uh, uh, like, the timeline or something. I don't remember why he didn't play. Right. Um, another another game that I, I just – I think we should probably talk about is the Wolves-Sheffield, just because we have a Mexico fan in our <laughs> – Yeah, definitely. Our no, I'm kidding. No, but we're, we're, I'm a fan of any – successful Mexican player, you know? Especially when they come from America, right? Damn. <laughs> I mean, fuck um, it, wherever they come from. Yeah, that's true. Um, supporter. I was thinking, you know, not to be a hater or anything, but I was thinking how crazy it is that um, he's not getting as much hype as Chicharito what did back in the day. Um, and I think it might be... Yeah, well, Chicharito went... So I'm just gonna say Chicharito went to Man U, dog. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a that's a big thing, you know. If because he was, they, you know, when he went to Atletico, yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. They're like, oh damn, this guy went to Atletico. He might be, you know, the next, I don't know, the old Costa or something. Like, you know, Atletico was able to develop striker after striker after striker, and, and it just didn't work out for him. Um, I will say though that I think being in Atletico, even for that little amount of time that was there. Helped him with his uh, with his air game and his heading game. Yeah. Um, because that's one of the things that Atletico's you know very big known known for. At least it was. This season that just passed wasn't really that well, but their set pieces were really good. And when you watch him play with Wolves and the set pieces, he's one of those dangerous pieces that. Yeah, yeah. Cover, He's 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 gonna get you in there. Right. Um, that's why I think. Uh, um, but you know, over the summer we we're hearing that. Other teams were considering him, like Manu was considering him apparently. Air Juventus was considering him. Um, wherever he goes, so I think he's a he's a he's showing that he's a really good striker and probably the best striker that the that Mexico has right now. 
Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Um, and he's and he's automatically. I mean, I mean now I'm pretty sure he's he's already a Wolves legend. Oh yeah. Um. So regarding this game, I think I'm concerned for two things. And the first one is, I don't like that they scored. Well, okay, I do like that they scored like right away. But the fact that they didn't score at least once after that is quite concerning. Mm. You know. Um. Because why? Why not? Um, like, I don't know. Uh, they should have if they were playing so well in the beginning. And yeah. I don't know. And if they're, if I, I, I think it also speaks to like the discipline of like, you always have to keep going forward um, or always play until the last minute. And yeah, yeah it, it's, 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 it's like, it's like a, I wouldn't say a red flag, but it's a flag for me. Another thing too is Adama Traore is just, it's really, he's a really good player, but um, it. I don't know if they get like if they get his tactics right. Um, for a full ninety game, like a full from start to finish, you know, he he can play like these bursts of, of periods. I saw like a run towards the end, and I'm like, <laughs> where was that before? Um, so that's kind of like the only thing I will say this, you know, on my end, because you know, I I I try to, but I I realistically don't have time right now. Um, I watched the highlights, right? And so I watched the 15-minute highlights from the actual league. And so um, they, they, they do a good job to put, like, when the, when the play starts, right? They don't just show you, like, the, the cross before, right before, or the assist right before the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if whatever they show, I'm assuming that w- what they didn't show was because the player wasn't, like, involved or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I, I didn't see a lot of participation from his end. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, Raul Jimenez looks good. Uh, yeah. He looks good. That was a play I really liked where he just, you know, he used his speed. He's, he's I think he's, what, 29? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that's always a good sign. Um, he scored uh, He scored a goal. Yeah, they, they Potence looks good up up at the number 10, I think. Um yeah, this looks this looks like it's gonna be a good season for them. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think what you talk about, uh, uh, um, Traore, like definitely that's the reason why many of the big games you saw him coming in from the bench because it's like they waited till like you know maybe the defenders are tired or you know finding that that where they can start he's started running people, and that's where he does his his most damage, right? Um, the worrying part of what you said about how. You know they scored. They scored. It's awesome. They scored two goals right away within seven minutes, and they didn't score anything anymore after that. It does speak to the team because one of the things about this team is that they flourish when they have nothing to lose. When they have nothing to lose, they just push forward. They just pushing forward all the time. Right, of course that leaves them open to the counter, which is why they've lost some of the games. But it's the reason also why they won so many of the games, right? When they were talking again about last season against the Man- Manchester City games, they were losing. And then, you know, the last maybe 20, 30 minutes, um, Nunez just everything up there, puts uh, Chara out there to do the runs, and they just outrun the defense of the Man City. And, you know, Man City is trying to play from the back and everything. And it's, as long as they keep pressing, 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 and that's how they ended up winning those games. That is something that I think should be uh, considered when it comes to Wolves, that they do start strong, and then you get the whole middle section of the game where 
they kind of just like drop off a bit, just kind of like, I guess, save their energy or something. And if they need to at the end, they just go forward. It reminds me of, um, what's his name? The the coach they just fired from uh, Barcelona. He gets against teams. The thing about him is that he, he and he said it himself, that the way his teams work is that the last maybe 20, 30 minutes is where they do the most damage because the other teams are retired trying to chase and go after the ball, you know? Yeah. This is, I think that's the same thing for Wolves. The last 20, 30 minutes is where they do the most damage because they're like, we're all in. Like, we're if we're going to lose, we're going to lose knowing that we went all in. Yeah. And, and that's what makes them dangerous. And I think that's part of what happened in this game because they were already winning. They didn't have a desperation to how to press as much. Yeah. I think it would have changed if they would have gotten a goal against them. Um, but Sheffield United, you know, last season they were a very solid uh, team, very defensively composed. Just they didn't have a game. They didn't have a really good game. This this one, they managed to get it together, but too little, too late, right? You're two downs, two goals down. The other team doesn't need to open up anymore. You have to do the work, mm. and they just didn't do the work anymore. I think that's one of the things. The other thing too is for this, um, I've seen mostly uh, Adame play at a, at the, on the top three. And then yeah. this one, he was playing more like a wingback. So not only did he have to be defensive, I mean, offensive, he had to be defensive. Um, as an interesting tactic to see. I don't think I saw him play like that last season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody correct me if I'm wrong? Um, Comments. Yeah. Um, don't forget but, to like subscribe. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this, in, in, in this, for this game, he would play like a wingback. Um, and yeah. it added an extra dimension. Yeah, so... I think it's very tempting to put those, like for me especially, like I want to see Potence, Jimenez. Who did he put on the right side? Uh, Neto. Neto. No, I think uh, the other reason why, like let's say the the Bogota and Ruben Neves, like they they might not have played is because they were international, right? They were playing with Portugal. Yeah, I think so. So maybe he had to, he thought they needed needed a rest or something. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's very tempting to just put all those. They're all good players mm-hmm. all at once. But yeah, um, if you watch the, I mean, if we watch the highlights, dude, Traore does not belong in a defensive position. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. He's he's just like not disciplined. He doesn't give a fuck. Like there is a lot of there's three, two or three plays where the guy, the guy just runs in and he's mm-hmm. just not following his guy. Like yeah. that easy, you know, yeah. and or he follows him a little too li- little too late. Yeah. Um, so he like the, what's his name he needs to get his shit together. Um, he needs to figure something out because that's some that's a player they're gonna poach. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna get poached at some point. Yeah, this team. Well, uh, that that position was uh, Doherty's, and now you know he's at Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. So um, so it's like he's trying to find the the substitute for that position. I guess he wanted to try Trower, but like I said, I don't think it works. And it's just again about the whole positional thing, right? The player, you can tell them to play over there, but if they don't know how to play that or they've never really done that, they're not going to be doing the work that somebody else that has practiced those skills will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of Wolves being Man City, they play Man City on Monday. So this is today's uh, Tuesday. I'm going to try to get this up ASAP. But they played – what's that? Oh, Okay. Yeah, so they play on Monday, Wolves-Man uh, City. What do you think happens, man? Do you think Wolves 
uh, beat Man City again, or do you think Man City comes back with a with a vengeance? That's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough one. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I just think it depends who they start. Um, I think Man City is gonna want to start super strong because it's gonna be their first game. Um, but again, because they want to start strong, they might leave their def- their defense open, uh, and that can be problematic for them. Um, if I had to say right now, I would probably say. It's a good question. <laughs> uh, I would either say Man City wins or a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what. We really don't have any data um, yet to make a real educated guess because, yeah, yeah it's Man City, it's Pep. Mm-hmm. But then the way they came out of the the Champions League, right, mm-hmm. you're like, huh. So, yeah, it's going to be a good game regardless. So that's good. That's always good. Um, it's gonna be a great game. I think. It, I think out of all these games that I'm looking at, oh no, it's. I. I, I think the Chelsea Liverpool. Yeah. They both. They're both probably on that same level. This is that Chelsea Liverpool have bigger. Like they have a big name. This yeah. with them. But Wolves and Man City, it's gonna be a good game. Like a great. Yeah, game. definitely. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah. Those. Those are kind of like the two matches coming up. Um. That. I was interested. I don't know. Talking about. I don't know if you're interested in anything else or anything else from. Uh, I mean, um, I think other than that, probably. Let's just see how Man United starts, uh, especially because they got Vanderbeek. Um, let's see, they start him, or he uh, rests. Um, yeah. But that's again. That's gonna be an interesting. Uh, to see how how yeah, just to see how the the starting line for Man. Man United is how they start off the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be an interesting thing. Uh, Crystal Palace is always a surprise when it comes to, again, top six teams. It's just all these teams, right? They always have a certain team that just tends to be, like, a little dangerous for them, right? And I think <laughs> Crystal, Crystal Palace is out, has been one of those teams that just, you know, surprises um, the top six teams. Yeah. Or what's supposed to be the top six teams. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a... Uh, something maybe to just check out a little highlights here and there, you know? Yeah. Um, and we didn't even talk about this because we don't really care, but I follow a little bit Arsenal. They started off really well as well, you know? Um, and then Obama Yang signed, uh, signed an extension. So right. you know, now they know for sure she's going to be staying here longer. Um, yeah. A lot more defensively solid they were uh, in this previous game. Mm-hmm. And that just seems to be... It seems to be getting the team going really good. So that's going to be maybe an interesting uh, team to follow around the season. We'll see how they play against West Ham. Yeah, but yeah, definitely the, two, the top two, two games for this uh, week coming up is Chelsea Liverpool and Wolves in Man City. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see who gets sacked first, man. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably, it's, honestly, it's probably going to be one of the relegated teams. So... Um, I'm saying Fulham or or uh, West Brom, Aston Villa. Yeah, no. Aston Villa. Uh, I don't feel bad for them, but yeah. <laughs> they want it, man. Yeah, like that's what they get. Yeah, I think John Terry's still there as a assistant coach. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be very exciting for sure. And the last thing I think for, um, um, I guess for that, for that, for the next games is for Man City. I want to see who he starts in midfield. Um, you know, David Silva has gone. Yeah. I want to see if he is actually going to start counting in um, Phil Foden. Um, because it seemed like last season he was getting him ready, you know, giving him a lot more minutes, putting him in in important games. I know he started, I think, I think he started against the Liverpool game. Yeah. Um, so I want to see, you know, if that's that's who he thinks is going to be a W2 um, replacement. Mm. And if he plays him, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Other than that, I don't think they, who they else? They got Ferran Torres, right? Yeah. Um, I think he might see a couple of minutes because you still got a uh, Maris and Bernardo Silva to play in that position at the right wing. Um, is Aguero back? He's still injured. I don't know. Oh, there you go. I can tell you right now. Um, <laughs> um, and then, oh, and then uh, um, I guess uh, Nathan Aki. See if he uh, if he makes it in the starting or if he's uh, going to be a bencher. And... Hey, but Bernardo could play midfield too, right? Yeah. I mean, I liked them there with Monaco. That's when I yeah. saw, heard of him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that's also another option because last season I thought he was injured and <laughs> no, no. he did that he wasn't. No, he was just getting benched. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and, and I think Pep said it. He's like, it's his fault because he – he just feels like he was demanding too much of him or something like that. And, I mean, that's good, right? That's good. He needs to step up the game just because he played a good season last season. Doesn't yeah. mean that you should be getting a, a first priority all the time. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like, it, it pushes them. It needs to push them. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it doesn't bode well for him, especially. Uh, oh. That they got a, they bought someone for that position. The, yeah. Um, I I like I saw Ferran Torres at, at, like maybe once or twice. I like what he does, yeah. uh, but I need to I need to same I need to watch more of his highlights to, to be, give you like a definitive. He's a go. No. Yeah. Um, but he must be worth a lot given that Guardiola wanted him or yeah. decided to buy him. Yeah. Um, it'll be good to have someone fast on that side as well. Yeah. Um, it'll be very good. Yeah, I was watching the the Hulu special with um, what's his name. Um, they just sold. They sold him. He was injured, and then they sold him. Um, the Sadi, uh, not Sadi, fucking the guy with the Afro man. The he went to uh, Bayern Munich for Man. Oh, Leroy Sané. Yeah, Leroy Sané. There we go. Yeah. I'm just like, man, that sucks that he left. <laughs> well, I think part of I. I mean, he says. Uh, this is like going, I guess, different off topic and everything. But he says yeah. that, you know, he just wanted a new challenge. Yeah. But in the end, it's like it, it was the, the, the team was just too demanding and he wasn't, um, he wasn't meeting that threshold that was getting put on him. And instead of just, you know, wanting to keep pushing himself more, he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go to another team. Which kind of sucks, you know. And it's cool because he didn't bash Guardiola or anything. He said, if anything, he helped him raise his game. Yeah. Definitely he did. But it sucks because if that's kind of the case, then, you know, he'd rather just go somewhere else and try to prove himself to get that position. 
Um, but yeah, I, us as a player, you know. I th- I think that touches on an important point that no, I don't know if a lot of people really think about this. I I've been semi vocal about this that there are only really one or two teams each season that actually compete, like compete in and out into um, different trophies. And especially with Man City now, they're competing. With, usually, each country has like three, you know, the the treble. But Man City is actually competing for four trophies. Yeah. And forget the four. Let's say just the three, the FA Cup, the um, Premier League, and then the Champions League. Yeah. Um, just that in itself is very demanding. Um, what, what, what I kept saying, like, what, every game, every every three days or something like that, mm-hmm. for like a month or two, and starting from, like, Christmas, you know. And that's not normal, man. That's not normal, like, in soccer at all, you know. If you're if you're like even Liverpool, you get eliminated midway from like the FA Cup or something. Um, it's just not on your radar. You're just really focused on. One. So I can see the intensity behind that. You know, this team being too intense, just like being like, nope, we're winning it, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I expect you to win it. <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, it's, it's interesting because you say that because I, I think that's the mentality, right? That he has where it's like. Every title is important. Yeah. But we're going to go for every single title. Now, you know, whether you get the other the other leagues or the other pundits are saying, like, oh, it's just the FA Cup or it's just the Carabao Cup and everything. But that's not – I don't think that's the way that, you know, Guardiola thinks. To him, it's like every title should be important and is important for this club. And we have to have that, that threshold of um, supremacy that we need to reach. Um and we're going to go for it. If we make it or not, that's another question, but we're going to go for it. Yeah. And that, to me, speaks a lot about, you know, the winning mentality that he has and why it's so um, tough on him when they don't when they don't win or when they lose and things like that. Yeah. Um, but like you said right now, uh, in every country, there's certain teams that, you know, you have that, that, that thing where you need to win this many titles. Like Barcelona, they can win a double and it still be considered a season of failure because – they didn't win the Champions, Champions League. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, um, and Juventus, they're winning everything, but they it's not a, a successful season because they didn't win the Champions League. Bayern Munich, same thing as well. Um, and Man City's in there now, too. Like, yeah, the argument is that they haven't won their first Champions, Champions League, but we're talking about the season where they won the four titles, right? The the domestic, uh, they swept and everything. It still, it still wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. It was a historic season, but it still wasn't good enough because the ty- the real championship that he wants is the Champions League, which, again, it might be true. It might be right. That is the real one that he wants. But to say it wasn't a successful season, or at least not the su- successful season that the that the, the team wanted, it's ridiculous because yeah. the guy cleaned house, but because he didn't win, you know, one international – I mean, uh, yeah, competitive international trophy – it wasn't a good season. Like the standards on this man, it's 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 incredible, you know. And, and right. the fact that he's been able to keep up with it um, and keep going, it's uh, props to him. Um, but yeah, that's what I that's what I think for Leroy Sané. I think I think part of it, part of you know, it, even if it wasn't fully completely for it, I think part of it is just that he he couldn't he he didn't want to do it, do that push those levels anymore, push those levels anymore, and mm-hmm. it was just too much for him. So he just chose to go up. Yep, that's a metaphor for life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, because 
Because, um, you know, for the first two seasons, he was in and out, uh, in and out, and, and then once he went in, and he just kept proving himself, that's when Guardiola wouldn't take him out. Same thing for Bernardo Silva now. You know, he had a really good season. Last season wasn't really his season, but slowly he kept, you know, getting better and better and better to the point where Guardiola started putting him in more and more. And then we're talking about Aguero as well. Uh, when he first came in, Aguero had to get used to the style of play, or if not, he was getting sidelined. And, you know, Gabriel Jesus was the main one, and you know, Aguero stepped up his game, and now he became, he's been the main striker for Man City because he had to change the game and push himself to not just be, you know, the goal scorer, but be an actual forward that Guardiola was looking for a system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. He's definitely going to need a man because Gabriel Jesus is, he hustles, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. It's those things, you know, where like they have perfect traits, perfect traits for other things, but not for like, you know, for the other part. Gabriel Jesus hustles, runs, presses, does everything that he wants, but uh, goal scorer, he is nowhere, right? He's lacking on that, on that, um, on that department. So, so really quickly, man. I don't. Uh, I got the list of the injuries. So, Phillips, Philippe Sandler, the center back. We don't know when he's coming back. And Zach Steffen, the goalkeeper, <laughs> has an MCL. Anyway, for real though, Riyad uh, Mares, He's he says coronavirus. He will be back this September twenty first. Is that next week? Yeah, it's this week. Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, okay. So he'll be back for the game. Never mind. Because uh, Laporte is going to be back during that. It, he also has coronavirus as a reason. Mm. And then Agüero has a knee injury, and they don't know when he's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yep. Anyway, man. Cool. This has been uh, pretty pretty, uh, pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to say or, or where people can find you or things like that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I still gotta find myself. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I I I was just focusing on uh you know catching up, watching the games, getting some little um numbers and stuff like that. That's why. Um, oh yeah, no worries. I say I will say it's fun. Uh, I find it interesting to have to actually, you know, not only just internally criticize or say this, this, and this, but actually think about it. Um, it's been an interesting thing to do. Um. I guess the only thing I want to say before we go is um, PSG haven't won a game. It's two games now. Um, you know, again, we don't follow those that, that league, but two games that they've lost straight, that's uh, interesting. Then Neymar got a red card, and apparently now, like, Mbappe wants to leave next season. And yeah. It's like it's just going to shit for them. Um, but that's going to be interesting for them. I mean, I think they have, they have too much power to not win. Two games is, you know, it, it might not be too much now. If they lose the next one, then there's a problem there already. There will be a problem over there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, man, that, 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 that's a big problem, though, that they have because they've thrown, they've thrown all this money to it. You know, they've hired some good coaches, and they haven't been able to at least get – well, I guess they did – I mean, they did get to the Champions League final, but, I mean, they've – Hasn't been pretty for them, for that. Um, so I mean, it sucks, man, because they they could have been the next powerhouse with 
with Neymar and Mbappe and you know, um, dominating Europe, but they they just make a bunch of bad decisions, and that's what you end up getting. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with them, man. <laughs> well, definitely will. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, you know, listen to us. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you know, don't don't uh, hesitate to share. Uh, we are on Spotify. What you say? YouTube, right? People yeah, YouTube, YouTube, Apple Podcast now. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll try and put up the link once we release release this. Um, if you if you're listening to this and you know us or you don't, yeah. If you know us, <laughs> if you don't know us, you could also do this too. We'll, we'll we'll chat with you for a bit. But if and if you want to get in, just just DM one of us and we'll we'll set something up. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're trying to find people to like join, um, like. Just guess conversation, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, and that's really I think for me. That's all I want to share. Yeah, my Instagram is eflores underscore five hundred. Um, I don't really use that shit, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, I have a Twitter with the same name handle, eflores underscore five hundred. If you're interested, I mainly do science shit that right there though, or follow yeah. people. But anyway, all right, guys, don't forget to um, like. Subscribe, follow, um, share your comments, and uh, we'll see you next. Well, yeah, you'll see us next week, hopefully. <laughs> yes, awesome. I right, see you guys.